so we are here at the church they got two police officers one is in the parking lot in a church parking lot and one is right by us where we're standing we making a poster we said we're not allowed to stand on a property which is okay so we're on the sidewalk trying to get justice an American arrested abroad and a local church finds itself a part of the controversy. KCCI started getting tips and emails last week regarding a missionary that's affiliated with Creekside Church in Urbandale. Now, he faces some violent accusations in Liberia. Jessica Loy, the victim of an alleged attempted murder case, finally spoke out after receiving treatment at the John F. K. Kennedy Memorial Hospital. According to her, she nearly escaped a gruesome attack by her husband, Lucas Richards. Richards has been arrested on suspicion of attempting to slit Jessica's throat. He, however, denied the allegations, saying Jessica was hit by a vehicle, but while he was trying to rescue her, he says he was attacked. Jessica Lloyd is a young, ambitious woman whose life is focused on a single mission to make a difference in the world. Jessica is described by her family as joyous, loving, and kind. She was devoted to her job, putting in long hours and dedicating her life to helping others. But one day, while she was on a mission, Jessica met an American man and fell for him. Lucas Richards is from Louisiana and has been affiliated with Creekside Church for years. Richards was the executive director of administration. He was currently working in Liberia. Believers that we work with, um, and we'll be telling you a little bit about them and ask you to pray for them later on in this video. In the meantime, we want to thank you for your prayers, your encouragement, your support. Uh, throughout this trial uh, that Lois and I have been facing. As many, as you, many of you may know, uh, Lois and I are both recovering from the corona. And back in March, uh, at the advice of our elders at Creekside and uh, also CMML, uh, we evacuated Liberia uh, due to uh, the impending uh, coronavirus shutting down the borders and ultimately um, because Lois was facing some health issues that we needed medical care here in the U.S. to uh, address. And so again, we want to thank you guys for your prayers and support through this time. Um, now, you all sent us a, a request for a video and with three specific questions for us to answer. And I'd like to go ahead and address those questions. Uh, the first question was, what are the main activities of your ministry right now during this time of coronavirus? Um, it's important to remember that um, the indigenous mission uh, does have a core uh, indigenous team that we work with. And so, um, being that Lois and I are not there, our team is continuing on the work in, in our village in Tom. Uh, the, the government has shut down the borders uh, between counties in Liberia, and so our team is not able to travel county to county. Um, however, all of our team is, is in our village right now on the mission and continuing on the ministry. 
Um, the church that we work with, Tom Bible Church, is continuing to meet. Uh, thankfully, the government did not force the church, um, especially in our village, to shut down. Um, they are meeting with some social distancing guidelines in place, and um, the, the work of the local church, the ministry of the local church, is, is continuing. Um, our school, Grace Christian Academy, was closed by government mandate due to the coronavirus. Um, however, we've been told that we'll be able to reopen in the new school year, uh, which should be in August or September. Um, the closing of our school has been a little bit of a blessing in disguise as we were in the process of doing some construction and renovation on the mission, including re-roofing the buildings. It's been helpful not to have 200 students on campus while we're doing a lot of different construction projects. Um, but it's also been blessing in another way. Uh, recently, the translation of the Gola um, New Testament was completed after 50 years of work um, uh, with different missionaries in conjunction with the Bible Society. And our construction and renovation projects are ongoing. We just recently completed a workshop, a woodworking shop, where we're going to teach vocational skills, as well as some offices for our staff. And uh, there's much work that, that will be continuing. Um, the second question was, what is the Lord teaching you lately through these unique circumstances? Um, I'd like Lois to share about what the Lord has been teaching her through this. Yes. And I would definitely say these have been unique uh, circumstances. Um, that we've been experiencing the last few months. First with the miscarriage and leaving Liberia so quickly and flying back to the United States, not knowing which flights were going where and when. <laughs> the final goal of reaching the United States and then uh, contracting COVID. And I would share that God has put on my heart just to rest in him um, among all the unknowns uh, and also trust my husband in the many decisions he's had to make throughout the whole uh, ordeal and uh, the you know just to be reminded God has reminded me over and over that he is near and that our lives are in his hands Amen. And I think personally for me the Lord has been teaching me and reminding me to to trust in his sovereignty through these things um, God knew that coronavirus was coming, and, and we didn't. Um, but I can look in hindsight and see how God was, was uh, just systematically preparing us for um, the, the illness that Lois would be facing, our miscarriage and other things, um, the evacuation, being back in the U.S. during this time while our, our co-workers are stuck in uh, the village. But throughout all of that, I just don't have time to share, but we have seen, um, even in the small details, how God was working and preparing and, and that gives us uh, assurance that he has a plan and a purpose through all of this. And we can trust, rest in, and hope in the sovereignty um, of God through all of this. So, um, that's been, it's been a, a, a reminder for, I think, both of us. We really thank God for his faithfulness through all of this. And according to Jessica's father, the first time he met Richards was in February, and the last time was when the couple got married. Richards and Jessica married on May 19, 2023, traditionally. Here are a few pictures of the ceremony, courtesy of the Liberian Star's view. Not long after the wedding, Jessica announced that she was allegedly pregnant with Richards' child. Everything went downhill after the pregnancy was announced. And according to Jessica's mother, her daughter was harmed because of it.
American arrested abroad and a local church finds itself a part of the controversy. Only on KCCI, senior reporter Todd Magel just got some new information from that church. Creekside Church first posted this message to Facebook last week about Lucas Richard, a missionary from Louisiana, who the church says it has supported for many years. Now in the post, the church wrote that Richard was attacked and robbed in Liberia and then requested prayers for him. But on social media, many people have a different interpretation, many of them accusing Richard of slitting a woman's throat. Several media outlets in Liberia are reporting Richard has been charged to try to kill a woman named Jessica Lloyd. On September 15, Jessica recalls she was lured to a secluded area under the pretext of changing a flat tire. In a shocking turn of events, Richard attacked her with a metal tool attempting to slit her throat, allegedly. Fortunately, a bystander intervened and saved her life. Here is a post of her describing what happened in detail. Before then, we saw the cemetery, 
He said, Oh, I don't know if you got last thing I go to go to the cemetery to go see the grave, the name, the time that people die. I said, No, I won't go there. I said, No, I prefer, I won't go to see the grave. So, how we went from small. And then the bush grew up like the Nobody was there. Nobody said, No, that's all. But in this thing, it's like the wall washing or everything in Africa. So, when we packed the car, he said, the car tire had a problem. He wanted to fix it or to change it. And I said, okay, I was sitting there in the car at first. So, when he got down, and then he said, well, just got in, you need to help me. So, he brought it all up, and I said, like, get it in here. Then he had it all up, take it. No money in here. So, he said, just get it in here, and then I can finish it all up. I said, okay. I'm not thinking on anything. So I was telling me, you see what's dead in your head? So he opened up in my head. He opened it up. I felt like he was cleaning it dead. So he hit it. I yelled, boom! So I felt like maybe the scar tire was, or the thing I was telling the girl pouring inside it, I was checking. I fell in the grass, I started checking. I must sleep out there from my phone. But then I woke up. Because he pushed me by the money ground. It's like a time. Because he pushed me by the money ground. Yeah. Because he pushed me by his voice. Like the boss was here, I was saying, hitting my leg, hitting my back. So when he pushed me by the money ground, it's like a time he tell him left and then he was cutting the leg. But I was not feeling it. He gave me medicine at first, but I took infection medicine. I was hitting my stomach in the car, so I told him. Because I was pregnant almost two months and then he gave me. Injection in my brain, or some kind of medicine, so we should take it all together for you to stop the fermenting and the malaria. So it's the better one. So I take the infection medicine to clean it, and then I said, Oh, my stomach, it hurts me. So he gave me some kind of medicine. He said, Well, I'm the instant pain, just take it. So I took the medicine in the car before everything. So when he hit my ear first, I was checking. So when he came over me, I felt like he won't help me. So I said, I already, because I already, I was still checking. I said, I already, I already, I already checked him in. And I stood up, he pushed me back on the ground. He pushed me, he blew me down small. But it's like, I can't even go chopping the leg. But it's like the boss on here, I was saying. So that's why he really got deep. So the boss picked up the stick and found all the boss and said, hey, hey, hey. So he just left me. I know how all the boss can take play on my hand and look back. When he pushed me down, I was 14. You know, I was not 14 here to say, oh, Demi, you know, for any harassment or anything. Yeah, I was just telling him, I was already here. So when he heard me first, I left him like the quarantine painter in me. Because he said he was like, checking what he was doing. I think because I was checking, so he said he was checking. Jessica's mother, Stan Firms, that the motive behind the attack appeared to be connected to her daughter's pregnancy. She claims Richard had administered an injection to induce a miscarriage resulting in severe bleeding. According to Jessica's mother, following the initial incident, Richards had taken Jessica to the hospital for medical attention. After her discharge, he visited her mother's residence, requesting to spend a long time with Jessica. However, she further alleged that Richards had drugged Jessica, rendering her unconscious before attempting the gruesome act. 
Her mother also expressed her side of the story online. Here's what she shared about what she recalled. A situation happened with an American car. We passed Richard, a missionary in Cape Mount. And my children on the, on the tomb, while the only MS on the hard one, wild one. And where my children is, two of them. So he went there to go teach. He saw my daughter. He said, I'm in love with her. He said, You want to marry this girl? So he went. She told me she engaged me on it. I said, Okay, if you love him, no problem. He said, Mama, you got a wife. So I said, Then, then why now? Why you want to say you want to marry you with a wife? No. He said, He told his wife. His wife agreed to go, Hey, he wants a second wife because the woman he married is the other woman. So I said, oh, Okay, if you love him, then you can come over where he bring you to see the family. So she said, Okay. So later on, after one week, Two other king. Now I knew you were hiding there for the people on the mission and hiding there for your wife. I now knew you lied to us and you told your wife. So later on, the king to the horse visited us. They brought a few from the members that were there. We thought, he said, Oh, I want to do a tradition. So I said, Okay, he did a tradition. After the tradition, after the tradition, to patriarchy, he said, Oh, I want to go and come back to go to the port for all to get our document. I said, okay. So he said, but I won't be in sin because I'm a Christian. I received a pay in the diamond first. I said, okay. So I go low. The children, they carry them up for all rich. So later on, the last day they went out in Cape Mato in Una era. So they were there. The house she come and said, Mama, it looked like I'm pregnant. So I said, ah, oh, okay, when you come to town, then we'll go to the hospital to go check it up. So she I said, you told Luca, he said yes. Luca happy about it. So went to the hospital, she came the king to town after the program, the king to town. When they went back on the mission, they went out on the mission he went, they said Lucas, the Jessica will not match because they got the information that Jessica and Lucas going up. So she told me, so I said, oh, but I thought Lucas, so Lucas, the people on the mission you know about it. But anyway, she said, Mama, come for me. He said, I'm marching. So I said, okay, I'll come for you. They said, hey, my brother know about it. So my brother will not march until the end of two weeks. I said, okay, you come move. So I went for a sister that even said, you are sleeping on a mission. So my auntie and myself went for her. We brought her in the keke. We went for Chata keke. We went for her. On Kiyun, after uh, two weeks, he came for Cape Mouth. He visited us. He said, oh, I will find an apartment with everything in there before going to, Aquan, before going to the States. So I said, to find an apartment, it will be hard for now. So what we do, that should be with me. So in our own place. You can go and come, or you come back, or you can send the money. Then we can find a place. He came that night. That evening when he came, they went inside. Now he, they gave a point. He came again. They back out to here to here to be in hospital. Went to the hospital. and said she confirmed that she was pregnant. So she, they gave her medicine. They say oh, they did her ultrasound. They said yeah, that true. They better there. They her ultrasound. They say yeah, she pregnant for true. They better was there, but they let moving. So the president said, move. That, then he, he went. That we went our intention. It means to do it. Yeah, you, you, mean, you, mean, you mean he, uh, he Lucas? He Lucas himself. Was the first of the premise. Yes. He came out and just in the thing. So that then, I call her back. I said, oh, Lucas gave Jessica injection, but she said, oh, her last week, and she bleeding. So he said, you show him to her intention on it. I said, I want to believe that. Because the way he can behave, like he's so loveful, taking cherishing the family. So, um, I go low. 
today, after few times, you can't say, I come to, you came today. I was just telling you, I saw the camera. You said, I want to share in your apartment. They may be asking you to carry on the airport. So in your car today. No, the man, you said, I'm saying you're carrying on the airport now. Okay. So you are coming today. He postponed the trip to, to, today. So after she came, I got lost. She said, Oh, man, look at taxi one and all. He said, Coming. So look at skin. Was it not even a horse? He came, he went inside. Jessica came outside to the car too, and then went inside. When they went inside, they talked. Jessica brought in the car. Inside the horse. Brought in the car. He said, Oh, I'll follow what's up. It's a team player. This is a mirror happy. He said, The president said, Mommy, I'm very sorry for what happened. I know it was not easy, but I'm sorry. I didn't let him feel so bad. I said, No problem, because I go away, I'll let it be so he went inside to her. On the feet of the two of them got in the car. On the point in the car, they left. As soon as they left, I said, I go on back. I went to church. And the church closed on me. I tied my lap out. All kind of trust up. It just is here. I went to church after service. Well, why I was coming back? Because as soon as I went, they almost said, no. No time today. That short time. The person who had been there, so after really praying, I paid my offering and thing. Uh -huh, uh, Which means no long service. No long service. Yes. So while I was on my way coming back, and I very never the better move out of Russia to the hot cleaner. That's the time. Before I came out of the I came out of the hot cleaner that night. We had to place a shop. They said they want to take on to the DSC. I said, let me call a hospital first. But I couldn't get him. I couldn't get him. Later on, I started testing. Just start testing. Say, oh, I'm really decent. Like, acting like so feeling bad. Okay. Yes. So I came out on the back coming for service. Then I saw the car and they left me for almost 30 minutes or 44 minutes. I saw the car passing by me to try and market. So I said, oh, but what Jessica and Lucas? Worry out. Maybe they're in the essay area going fast so I to sit down. So I went home. I said, I'm in for the horse. My auntie was poking for my brother. He said, you want to sell for food? So she was poking. So I said, AC, I saw Lucas and Jessica in the car just a minute. AC said, but else they left, then what are they going to want to so in less than 30 minutes, I saw Keke coming in the yard with blood. My daughter was blood off. The first thing I read to my mom, I told her, I said, I said, what happened? She said, you should tell my, my mom, she asked my patient, your poor water. I said, what happened? The first thing I saw my son-in-law, the children said, the Keke boss said, son-in-law, son-in-law was cutting her daughter's throat. Carry her in the bush, hit her from the back, you are cutting her throat. That one boy, my passing, one kicker boy, healthy. I know mother boy, boy kicker boy, healthy. was turning for the back, but the boss part, I ain't passing the gas load. Now they give her unconscious. They had the boy healthy for the back. The people start coming around. He join the car. They speed the boss. They met. They say they met up at a small speed. So then Lucas pressing in question: Is he a Liberian or is he a foreigner? American, typical American man. White or black man? White man, typical American white man. I talk to you about so, my brother. People went on the tradition wedding, I got a picture and thing. In my, in my daughter's phone, a phone, he sent somebody on a mission to see my daughter's phone. He got to the show everything. Okay, those who are watching you, including Freedom Evan, what do you want us to do for you? I want for the government to stop in. Because how they can kill people, then they say the government killing people. The American men are all involved in killing in the country. They are going to kill my daughter, God, just where they say not touch the focus, but I just pray. Because they the position my daughter on now. I just pray that God is serving and you will be on my side. She is JFK Hospital, they cater with the heart, and they run now as I'm speaking to you.
But Richards had another story. He denied every allegation towards him. Richards stated that day he did pick up Jessica, but he went to the supermarket per request from her mother. During that ride, he claims he addressed a flat tire in which Jessica was struck by a speeding motorbike. He also alleged that Jessica advised him to make his escape to de-escalate the situation. While he was interviewed, he also refused to state whether or not he and Jessica were in a relationship. Explain exactly what happened on the scene. Explain exactly what happened and how you came here. Yeah, I'm listening to you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, the one thing I don't know the police officer's name is involved, but you guys can figure that out. Okay. She asked me to help her with $150 US, okay. which I do monthly. I went there to her parents' house after I ran through errands in town. I think you have some of my receipts over there. Okay. I go and I give her the $150. She gives it to her mom. Her brother was there too. She asked me for milk, cornflakes, and a few other things. And so the two of us went from, from right there. They live uh, around um, some, something shop junction. And I carried her to Harbell supermarket. We bought cornflakes, we bought all of those things. And even if the receipts are gone right now, you can even ask Harbell, they can show you footage of us going and together. Why would I be buying these things for someone I was gonna hurt? Then from there, we decided that that I could drop her. I don't have to take her back to her, her parents and that I could drop her there because at Barneville Highway, she would get a motorbike and she would get back. So, so I pulled the car. The first the first area where there was like coal tar that you could pull off on the main coal tar, I pull off. I put my, my, my trafficators on. Because two things. She's getting a motorbike to go back home and I needed to check my back right tire because I've been having a problem with that tire. And I could feel when I was driving that something was not correct. So while she was waiting for motorbike, standing on the pole tire, I'm, I'm down there literally trying to jack up my, my, my thing. Okay. So you went for her to her house, yes. to go to the supermarket. Where you were buying. So in our, in our direction, she was getting on bike to go back home. No, after the supermarket, we drove for a small time to election. Then she said she would take motorbike to go home. Because, I mean, the, the, the place and everything fit inside plastic. Her parents know you? Yes. Her parents know you? Yo. Huh? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I asked their blessing, and, and, and when we were starting to have a relationship, um, but going back to the story, She's standing on the side of the coal tar, and I'm standing there doing this with the, the, the jack thing. And next thing I know, a motorbike comes out of nowhere and hits her, and she goes into a ditch. Because right after this, this coal tar is like a little extra coal tar on the side of the coal tar. Right after that is just a, a big ditch. Okay. The motorbike hit her. She fell backwards and rolled into that ditch. I think, I think she even fell backwards and hit the, the edge of the coal tar because she had blood coming. But she rolled backwards into there. At that point, I, I, I leave what I'm doing and I go to check on her and help her out and ask her if she's okay. I bring her up onto the coal tar. 
And at this point, this motorbike, this, this, this motorbike driver that just hit her is yelling out to other motorbikes, KK, whatever that's driving by, and this big, big motor, big truck, big red truck that was carrying, I don't know, a, a dump pile truck, something like that, telling them that I hurt the girl, that I did something to the girl. I don't know how they were saying it, but they were yelling it out, screaming it out, and so they're stopping, and they're, all these motorbike guys are stopping, and they're best at me. I'm walking around the front to go get in the car. She was walking around the front with me. She goes around the front, and she's coming to get in the car. Then something goes through the window and comes and hits me right here on the head. And when it hit me, I did like this on the, the steering wheel. And one of the guys took a big stick and started pounding. He came in front of the, the, the land cruiser and he started pounding on the, the, the thing. And so at this point, she's telling me to go. She would be okay as me that one because they think they're probably going to get money from me. I had 400 US dollars in my pocket. No, 350 because I gave her 150. I had 350 US dollars in my pocket right here and some small in my wallet right here. The, it was becoming so bad and the truck believed that I was doing something wrong so he was wanting to stop me. She's telling me go. And everything that I've heard about motorbike drivers in Liberia is that if something happens, you will always run. Especially if you're from Assam, because they think they can get money from you. So I hit the gas and I start going. I didn't hit nobody. I even I even hit uh, before I put it in gear. I did like this so that it backed up, and then I I went. And of course, the motorbikes were following me, and the motorbike that hit her already had his motorbike out of the the, the, the something. All I remember is that it was a red motorbike with a license plate in front. That's all I remember about it. But when it, they started following me, and I didn't know where to do. The only thing I knew was go to the first police officer that I could see. Okay. So what a relationship between this guy? So, I get to the first area where there's a police officer, and that police officer was so scared because he got hit with the same things they were jumping at me. They busted all my windows. You can look at that language. They busted all my windows. I saw it. They, they hit that police officer. He told me to keep going to the next police. And he was going to try to stop these people. But that didn't work. Finally, when I reached to the... the, the I don't remember the exact how you call that area, but that goes on to the Wala. The police officer, the police officer came and said, let me, said, let me drive. This week, the Liberia National Police announced that Lucas Richards had been arrested and was currently in custody at the police headquarters under an investigation for allegations of attempted murder and aggravated assault. The attack had left Jessica with lacerations on her neck, the back of her head, and her fingers. Jessica is receiving medical treatment at the John F. K. Memorial Hospital. Creekside Church first stood by Richards before finding out more information in this case. Church officials said they are working with the U.S. Department of State to address the allegations. Boy.
And late this afternoon, Creekside Church Pastor Steve Smith shared another update. The church acknowledged its original post came off to the Liberian community as insensitive to the victim. The church wrote, quote, prayer is our first priority when confronted with a situation such as this. The church is sensitive to Jessica, who also accuses Luke and Richards of perpetrating the act. Now, for her sake and in light of our relationship with the Richards, it is always our obligation to seek the truth, unquote. Now, Creekside wrote that, that they trust the legal system in Liberia to find the truth and render justice. Now, KCCI has confirmed this is also on the radar of the U.S. Department of State, which told us they're aware of the arrest of an American citizen in Liberia. The State Department declined to comment further. Now, the church tonight says Richard is no longer representing Creekside or will receive their support. Some local Liberians are planning to hold a gathering outside the church Sunday morning to continue to keep this story alive, Scott. Richards is married. However, his wife did not speak on this matter. At this time, there are no further details on this case. I will keep Jessica, friends, family, and loved ones in my thoughts and prayers. It is so beautiful to see that people are standing for her. You all, let me know your thoughts and your opinions about this case down below. Thank you all so much for watching. Let's please respect the victim and the family in the comments. I love you all dearly. And with that being said, please don't forget to check on your loved ones. Justice! 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 Yeah, I'm just